Hello and welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Check and Story podcast and this is your host Shruti. Well today we have with us a young wanderer Nikwesta Vora. She is a bibliophile who loves traveling and making new friends along the way. She has some great stories to tell us about the places she has been to and also many budget travel tips. She's also going to talk about her Instagram microblog and and she is going to tell us about the time and trip when she met one of our favorite writers. So let's just talk to her and know everything. Hey Nikwesta. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm amazing. How are you doing? I am good. Welcome to our show. Thank you. That's amazing. So now since, you know, I've read all your blogs and everything and it's so much fun to read everything and I've read all your micro blogs on Instagram and all. So I was just wondering, let's talk about the fun part about traveling. So what according to you is the most fun part about traveling? I think the most fun part about traveling is traveling. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Exactly, because um, you know, you get to go to different places and no place, just like a person, no place is similar to another place. Each place, however simple, however exotic it is, has its has a different charm about itself. And there are different people to meet and you're independent and you're out there exploring the place and exploring yourself. I think that's the most exciting part about traveling. Lovely. I mean, yes, of course, travel itself is unique. So, you know. Absolutely. So, moving on, um, there was this one blog where I read a word which totally caught my attention that was Kaluram. Who is Kaluram? You like kind of carried everywhere. So, what is, I should ask, what is Kaluram? Yeah. So, Kaluram is basically my all-time companion on travels. Okay, wait, he's not my boyfriend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but much more precious to me. It's my camera, you oh, know. And it's, and it's black in color, that's why. Absolutely, okay, absolutely. Okay. And I capture all my travel moments with this one DSLR that I have. Okay. And that's Kaluram. That's amazing, amazing. So, um, since we're talking about traveling and everything, there's this one epic trip that you had been to and you know i've read so many things about that since you were mentioning that a lot so tell us how was your epic south india trip and why do you call it epic what has made it so epic okay so you you know like just touch the right nerve right now (laughs) because uh, 2016 as a year uh, gets so much importance in my life because of this one epic south trip that i took and there's a beautiful story behind this Last year in Jan, no, this year itself in 2016, Jan 2016, when I was at Jaipur Lit Festival, I met this girl from Delhi, okay, and she turned out to me by doppelganger. Like we looked very similar and we connected extremely well. Later on, we con- continued our conversations on WhatsApp and phone calls, etc., and we planned a trip down south. So she had a friend who she, whom she had met in the, in the same month as she met me uh, from South India, from Kerala and she introduced to us over WhatsApp and we all got together and planned a backpacking trip and now it's just fabulous because we are so close, the trip has changed us right from beaches to backwaters of Alipi to the hills to Gokarna that is a hippie spot to this very beautiful town called Agumbe near Udupi 
so basically Gumbe has the sec- is the second highest rainfall region in India after Cherrapunji and there is this homestay there that we stayed at okay so it's a 110 year old house run by a beautiful lady she's old okay and she just invites people to live at her place and you can eat their food she cooks for you with a lot of warmth she invites you to your kitchen she gives you a bedroom to stay at and at the end of it you can just give whatever you want you know just pay whatever you want and you can leave so it's like actually living in a home from Agumbe like that authentic local experience that people keep talking about we had that and I've never experienced so much warmth in somebody's home except my grandmoms Oh. <laughs> yeah, so it is beautiful and this, uh, it's called Dodamani, this house. Dodamani means big house in Kannad. Yeah. Uh, so this, this house was incidentally also the part of the series Malgudi Days, the TV series. Yeah, yeah I know. Yes. I, when you say Malgudi Days, you know, that that's music comes to my mind. Right, yeah. right, right. And if you go back and Google, I mean, I did that when I came back, I YouTubed Malgudi Days. And it was the same bloody house that we lived in. It oh, was wow. amazing and like authentic food and all. And of course the forests there are beautiful. Like I went there in summers, like peak summers in March. But it was lovely and green. I mean, I, I can imagine how different it would have been had I gone in, uh, say, rainy in the rainy season. season. Yeah. yeah, you know, like, yeah, it was, it was amazing. Amazing. So you actually planned a trip with a stranger, like you met, like who happened to be your doppelganger and then you went and then you had so much fun. Now I know why you call it epic. It yeah. is epic. It is epic. Like so, so many small moments, so many sunsets and sunrises, so many conversations, like those heart to heart conversations, taking taking train journeys from one corner of South India to the other corner of South India, you know, and sleeper class, like, out there kind of a thing. <laughs> I've slept on my berth, staring out of the window, like, slept on my back, staring out of the window, looking at the starry night, you know, in a passing that train. so much like, fun. Must a lot of personal moments is there. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. So, since you, were, since you spoke about moments, you know, some memorable moments, I'm sure this was memorable. So, you know, um, I know this is a very tough question to choose one, but then what was your most memorable moment out of not only this trip, but like, you know, in general, if you want to say. I know this is very tough, but yeah. <laughs> it is extremely tough because I think each trip of mine has that one moment where everything changed, you know. So, something that comes back to my mind is uh, I was trekking in Uttarakhand last last year mm-hmm. and I was in the Himalayas, in the lower Himalayas for the first time in my life. We trekked for about a day, a complete day and in the evening when I reached my base camp 12,000 feet higher in the air, it was so beautiful, like the meadows and our campsite over there and the glaciers peeking at me. I think it was lovely. I was tired. I was tired. The moment I sat down, I could feel that, you know, that I was tired because I'd never done that in my life. I'd never walked and trekked so much. But I think it was a beautiful kind of tired and something had changed within me. Cool, that's cool. So, uh, moving on. So, this is like um, choose one, pick one sort of a question. Okay. See, if you are allowed to take any one of these pairs, which one would you take? Okay. Okay, the first pair is pen and the paper. And the second pair is camera and tripod. You're very good with tough questions. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so tell me. 
and why uh, okay so the thing is i wouldn't necessarily take a tripod every time with me but if i had to take anything i would definitely take my camera i don't mind leaving behind the pen and the paper though you know writing is very close to me or writing is my first love and then photography steps in for one simple reason when you capture something in visuals you can go back and reminisce very well over it and describe it very well it helps my writing photography is like a backbone to my writing so i would never ever leave out my camera Amazing. if i can't take my dslr i always have a phone with me and so since you said that you will always take your camera with you i'm sure you must have always taken your camera and shot a lot of things yeah. so do you have any travel photography tips to give to our listeners yeah so travel photography so it doesn't mean you have expensive gear there are times so when i was telling you about this trek in uttarakhand in dayara bugyal there were beautiful moments like you know scenes happening around me and i couldn't stop and take out my camera and click just for a simple reason because i couldn't break my rhythm if i break my rhythm then i'm done i cannot go further so the easiest way to do is carry a small camera or even a good phone and capture those moments mobile photography is phenomenal you just have to believe in it and you just have to have a good phone <laughs> absolutely so that's one thing second thing is you may not necessarily want to carry a tripod while traveling because it's very heavy to you know heave it up especially if you're trekking etc or even while you're backpacking for that matter but look out for those small moments or those small things that can become your temporary tripods so again when i was in dayara kukyal and i captured this beautiful photo of the stars the glacier mountains and my campsite at 12 at midnight and do you know what would have i done to make a makeshift tripod there can you guess what stone some stone some big stone no no i dragged the empty cylinder out of a kitchen oh tent my God. and made it my tripod that picture is is i think one of the most beautiful pictures i've shot or that's what people say so just look out for just have a, that right eye just like just like you have the right eye for different uh, frames have a right eye for tripods and you not miss a moment that's amazing so the basic trick to this is just go light and capture the moments capture the moments the way you want the way you think get innovative be creative be free be free and be passionate just tell a story absolutely if you trust your art and if you trust your passion you'll have a lot of moments to i'm sure that was lovely yeah. that was lovely yeah so uh, so moving on many of my guests like i had i have to have this question to everyone because everyone comes with such interesting answers so that's why i'm asking this to you too yes uh, so most of them are into solo traveling because solo traveling is sort of a thing where you are comfortable with yourself and you are dependent on yourself and that's why you become more strong as a person right. and some people like to travel with company because you know when you are when you are in two or three or in a group the fun just multiplies right so what what kind of traveler are you like do you go solo or do you like to travel with your friends i'm i'm all kinds of traveler to be honest <laughs> because okay. each kind of traveling uh, gives something different back to you So if I'm going solo, uh, for that matter, as you said, I get my space. I get to do what I want to do. I don't have to be reliable on you know people, etc. But at the same time, solo travel doesn't mean you're alone all the time. 
the best part about solo traveling is you can actually make friends on the go and connect with absolutely different people it could be the locals it could be a you know some other solo traveler that you get up with and have a meal and have an interesting conversation and go back or it's 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 liberating in different ways so see basically i i was that kind of a person who used to go off with anybody whoever was ready to travel with me i'm ready to travel with that person but over the period of time and as i have you know grown in my traveling i've realized that you need to have a perfect partner perfect in the sense the Kind of the the person who enjoys the kind of traveling you enjoy, so there could be some people who enjoy luxury. There could there could be some people who enjoy backpacking, but at the same time, don't stop exploring is what I mean. And if you find that one perfect partner, which I have in my doppelganger, <laughs> always make sure you plan trips. So there's this very nice incident that I'll I'll want to narrate. When I'd first gone to Hampi, I had gone with my German friend. So she was living in Pune for a while, and we met up in a. Re- I mean, we just happened to speak in a restaurant, and we became one of the closest people. Like, like we became okay. really good friends. And she and her roommate and I, we went off to Hampi, mm-hmm. and there we met a lot of other people from Europe and South America, and we got together, and we became in just a span of two days. We were a group traveling around, enjoying. Uh, you know jumping over cliffs into the lake swimming together and having the best of our times and everybody knew two to three languages different languages but what connected us was english and the interesting bit is none of us were either british or american or australian but this one language connected us and i think it's one of the most memorable memorable trips i've had like so much variety of cultures and languages and thoughts so you like to travel in both ways that in both ways and the funda is to make friends yeah cool that's awesome that's cool so moving on since we spoke about writing um i've i've read many of your microblogs on instagram you do a lot of microblogging on instagram so uh, what do you think of instagram as a platform for travelers I think it's one of the best platforms. Like it's my favorite. It's been my favorite platform since I don't know how many years now. One because you can put up pictures and you can put up text at the same time and it's very accessible to like-minded people, you know? So I can actually reach out to the right kind of people and take my thoughts to different parts of the world and different parts of the country. and at the same time i get that in return you know like i have made friends only through instagram there are these few friends that probably have not even met yet and i intend to meet these people because they're extremely interesting and have their own different style of traveling and travel stories but we've just connected through instagram you know like do you believe that instagram can actually connect people, connect people? Yeah. yeah like So I think it's a it's a wonderful tool. It's easy, you know. Like you don't really have to bother so much about connectivity as you would if you were into a full time uh, WordPress blogging or something of that sort. Though it has its own plus point. And easy, and just had couple of hashtags there. Absolutely, do and and then you know the I, I think I should tell this to a lot of people. The best part is to search those the the hashtags that you use, or even the location has hashtags that you use. Like for example, hashtag Agumbe. I would if I search that, I would come across Agumbe is not a it's it's a place which is visited by very few people. You know, there are very few people who have shared the same experiences I have, 
and then you come across a list of people and then you if you have any questions you ask uh, just, you just leave a comment or a dm and they get back to you and then you become friends that's great yeah. so basically instagram is just easier and nicer way to connect to people and you know just tell your travel stories to people absolutely absolutely that's cool absolutely. so i'm sure many of our travelers are taking this step and i'm sure many of them will go full throttle on instagram absolutely. now absolutely <laughs> so that's cool uh, so talking about instagram i had read in one of your micro blog that you got the opportunity to meet ruskin bond now that makes me very jealous but then anyways <laughs> so yeah so tell me about it how was ruskin bond how was the whole experience now? i'm still pinching myself trying to believe that i did meet mr ruskin bond and it was you know like a dream come true See, I'm a. I go to Jaipur Literature Festival almost every year, and I meet a lot of authors. But the this one author that you know I missed meeting was Ruskin Bond, and I've always wanted to meet him. So basically, when I, as I said, I'd gone to Uttarakhand for the Dayara Bugyal trek. While coming back, I actually made my fellow travelers, my cousins, take a detour to Masuri, and I, I was like, okay, if you're going so far, I have to meet. Mr. Bond and come back. <laughs> so Raskin so Bond sits every day, every every Friday, in the Cambridge bookstore in Masuri for book signing. So when I reached Masuri, I happened to visit the bookstore and meet the owner, and I told him about my micro blog, etc. And I told him how keen I am to meet Mr. Bond. So he said, okay, come tomorrow. Tomorrow's a Friday. He'll be here. Just come here, and you know, we'll get to meet him for a book signing session. I said, okay, fine, I'll come. The next day, I turn up. this bookstore owner he's so sweet he says that i have informed sir about you and you can be in the store clicking him and talking to him him and i'm like what really <laughs> informed sir about me like who am i i'm just one of these bloggers you know and a traveler so it was amazing because nobody else was allowed to do this and i happened to photograph him to my heart's extent and i was talking to him later on after everybody had left and it was a bloody big line like some 200 people were waiting in line to meet mr bond and they got like barely 2 minutes and then i thanked him and i was about to leave and this bookstore owner tells me that i'm dropping sir home you could join us in the car And I'm like, Whoa. okay, let's go quietly and sit in the car. And Mr. Bond sits in, and he's like, this girl is kidnapping me. Like, why is she all the time around? And I'm like, then you know, and then we just had a very nice conversation from Masuri to Lando. That's where he stays. That's where his home is. And I was honestly lost because he, I've grown up reading Ruskin Bond, you know. and his writing is so nice like nature and the simplicity so finally we reached his place and so was getting out and i was like okay thank you sir it was lovely to meet you and then he says no darling come up like just just come up for a few minutes you know and then i walk into his home i cannot believe this is the house where he's written so many of these inspirational stories and i'm walking into this place and i see books everywhere as a bibliophile i was i was mesmerized <laughs> there's this small wooden ladder and on every i mean on the ladder also there were books like as if it's like a bookshelf and then we have a word i'm really lost it was and i say that sir i know you're not very comfortable in front of the camera but can i take a few last shots 
uh, you know, here in your own home. And he says, okay, go ahead. And he just walks into his bedroom near his desk and his bed and stands by the window talking to his plants, like his very famous plants that he grows. And I took a picture of him by the famous window where he always looks out and writes stories, you know, and it was something different. Wow, this is something that you can surely go and pass and tell it to your grandchildren, probably. It is, it is, it is, you know. Cool. So, well, that was amazing. You met Ruskin Bond, which is amazing, which again makes me very jealous, but anyway. <laughs> so, anyway, moving on. Imagine, this is a hypothetical situation, okay? Imagine you have to go for an impromptu trip right now. Like right here, right now, from here you have to go. So which is the one place you would choose and why? I think I'll, I'll, I'll go to Andaman. Like I've been waiting to go to that place and you know, indulge in scuba diving. That's amazing. So now quickly tell me if you have to pack your bag with three most important things like only three things apart from clothes. Yeah. What three things would you take with you? Apart from camera too. <laughs> ah, I was just going to say that. I know, I know. <laughs> take your phone and your phone's charger. Never ever oh. forget your phone's charger. Because your phone has everything. You know, it's like this magical wand for everything. GPS, emergencies, pictures. Your It could be a notebook. It could be everything. So don't forget your phone and your phone's charger. I would also pack a small first aid kit that I always take with me and well I keep a lot of space for, I pack space you know for a lot of uh, tokens and memories oh. and things I collect on the trip. Souvenirs. Yeah, souvenirs. Cool. So finally we come to our last question that is um, what's that one travel advice you wish to follow your whole life that you got from somebody and you want to give it to our listeners as well keep traveling keep traveling and see we all have jobs we all have money to make and feed ourselves but travel is not that difficult it's not really based on how much money you have it's all about making it happen you know keep traveling keep exploring keep going to different places it'll evolve you as a person okay so another thing that i would like to add is travel is not always easy easy in the sense i'm not talking about the physical challenges or the situations around you of course i mean i'm sure even on our podcast so many of people have spoken about the challenges they face while traveling but I'm talking about the internal journey. It's not always easy. Especially if you take a lot of trips, you're not going to be happy and holidaying on all the trips. There are times when you're going to be undergoing a lot of emotional trauma or, you know, depression. So I would like to go back to this second humpy trip of mine, you know, where I was in a very hazy state. I was undergoing a lot of emotional pain and I thought I was rewriting those beautiful memories I made on my first trip. I had wonderful people around me. I was detached from everybody, taking my own time to wander alone. I thought, like, you know, I thought I would regret this trip. But when I came back, I again got a chance to visit Hampi for the third time as an assignment. And when I went there again, I figured how much I've grown and I've grown because of traveling. I've grown out of those feelings. I've grown out of the depression and I'm right there enjoying life. So even if you're on an unhappy trip, take it in the stride. It'll, it'll pass and it'll you'll be grateful for unhappy trips. Let me tell you this. 
you'll be happy for whatever they teach you yeah you will be rich in experience rich in experience yes that's cool that's amazing that's such a beautiful message to actually give it to our listeners so before we go one last thing i would like to ask you quickly tell me i know i'm just so hungry for tips you know <laughs> quickly tell me two things that you do to save your money while you're traveling okay one is take overnight buses and overnight trains in sleeper class because that's cheap then you don't have to spend on accommodation you're sleeping and moving so that's one of the trips one of the things that i do and the second important thing that i would like to add is um i invest my money you know i invest in mutual funds and all and create funds for my future trips so that way i'll be creating much more wealth to actually sponsor my trips and then you know of course playing around and strategically using my funds well that was amazing thank you so much nikesh thank you shruti this was, it was so much fun talking to you yeah, it was fun being here and sharing all my experiences and you know like just revisiting all the journeys i've had yes and i had fun listening to all the stories Well guys that was Nikwesta I'm sure this episode must have inspired you to take your bag out and travel To know more about Nikwesta's travel stories do follow her on Instagram and Facebook I'll put the links in the show notes below And to become a part of Check It Stories Travel Crazy World do follow us on Instagram Twitter and Facebook and to enjoy all our fun podcast episodes do not forget to subscribe to our channel on SoundCloud and as it is very aptly said that traveling leaves you speechless and then turns you into a storyteller so if you have any such interesting travel stories to tell us then do contact me on shruti@checkinstory.com shruti being s h r u t w e well with that note this is your host shruti signing off and i'll be back again with a new traveler and some more fun till then keep traveling